And here we are. We are live and ready to go once again for the Jay and Rob Toy Show. I am joined by a couple people tonight. But of course, the commander of cool himself, Jay Bartlett, is in the house. Let me bring him on. There's the band. How are you doing? Look at my Mickey Mouse camera compared to you. Wow. And that is quite oh, the hat. That is quite the hat. But no, this is style, Jay. Um, I know you're trying to plan <sighs> it and hack my style, but we're trying to bring it up a notch here. We're trying to raise the bar. I know. I know. On everything. So what we're going to do uh, next week, I think we're going to do some, let's do some Motley Crue makeup. I think that'll look really good. You could do like Paul Stanley. No, that's um, me. This is, this is what this is. This is me, Jay. It's great. Get on board or, you know, you find another co-host. What do you think? Are you in? I like it, man. I like the hat. I think it suits you. It's very Costanza. It's, uh, it's real fur. It's not pigeon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I love it, man. I love the scarf. That's uh, not yours, but that's okay. <laughs> we, we don't know that. Well, I'm pretty, pretty sure. I got an idea. I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're joined by Brian Lower, a.k.a. Hooded Commander, Hooded Cobra Commander 788, which is really cool. I've been watching his videos all day just to get caught up, and I find myself laughing in different corners of, of the basement because I, I love his dry sense of humor and his quick cuts. Yeah. We'll talk about something ridiculous. So I'm yeah. excited to pick his brain about everything that's going on uh, with his figure reviews. And man, talk about a daunting task, dedicating your, your channel to reviewing all things GI Joe. Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, you and I have been collecting our whole lives, our whole lives um, is, is some franchises more than others over the years. And when we were, when we were writing this project, action figure adventure, um, I was tasked with really diving into each of the franchises. Um, and I'm very knowledgeable on Joe. However, I was looking at YouTube and I stumbled across Brian's page and instantly I was hooked and I watched, I've pretty much watched all his videos. They're just, they're so entertaining and the, he takes such time and, and, and he puts so much love into his uh, content and you can really tell. Um, so yeah, GI Joe expert, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've got a lot of catching up to do, but he had just recently posted a, a a figure review that i'm excited and i want to save it for later i want to talk to him of course i want to get some housekeeping done if you're listening on the audio side give us a review give us a five-star rating let us know uh how we're doing if you like what you hear please share the podcast with people if you're watching on youtube or you watch this archived on youtube share the link with people give it a thumbs up subscribe hit that bell so you can get notified when you get when we post more content like this, of course. And Action Figure Adventure is the thing that, you know, Jay and I are talking about. It's the thing we've completed. It's airing exclusively on Jinx TV uh, in Canada, which is kind of part of Super Channel, but it's an amazing platform for everything pop culture. They got a lot of great gaming stuff on Jinx Esports TV, and Action Figure Adventure is part of it. But if you want to see Action Figure Adventure outside of Jinx Esports TV, because, say, maybe you don't reside in Canada, you can uh, submit a title request to places like Netflix. And I'm going to put a link in the chat right now so you can just let them know that you want to hear see Action Figure Adventure in your queue. So that's in the chat there for everybody. Uh, Jay, this week's icebreaker, okay? A little mm -hmm. difficult one. Are you set? I'm ready, brother. Let's do this. Let's go. Okay. Do you think it's more difficult to complete 
a loose Barbie collection or a packaged G.I. Joe, a real American hero collection? I would say loose Barbie. Why? My, my, my first instinct would be loose Barbie. I don't have a lot of experience with loose Barbie. I had a couple of Ken dolls when I was growing up. Um, but just like the little accessories, the necklaces, the, the little shoes, all that stuff. Um, I would put that up against a loose Real American Hero run for sure. Uh, and I don't know who'd win that. But I think the package Joe stuff would be easier to get than all the little Barbie stuff. Yeah, that's just my first reaction. I mean, there's a lot of Joe figures out there for Real American Hero. I, I don't care if you want to define it, you know, 82 to 94 or even 89, where some people kind of cut it off, as I'm sure uh, HCC788 will chime in with us. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think I think a loose Barbie collection would probably be more expensive at the very least. Yeah. Uh, some, of those, some of those Barbies and those exclusive ones done by, you know, very specific designers or specific molds. Like, And like you said, you had a couple Ken dolls. There's like Johnny Depp ones that are like, you know, rare. And once they're on the shelf, they're gone. They're gone. And now there's, you know, there's uh, Star Wars ones. That, there's an R2 one, a Vader one. It's funny, the Vader one actually kind of looks like Baroness. But I mean, if you're doing all GI Joe versus all Barbie, I still think Barbie would take it. But if you're doing Barbie versus Real American Hero, I think Barbie would be uh, much more difficult. Yep, I agree. Okay, yep. hey, we're starting off on the same page, Jay. I can't believe it. This is—I thought for sure you—you just picked the opposite. Just pick the opposite. You know what? I think you're wrong. I think GI Joe all package. <laughs> that stuff is really hard to come by. I think that yeah. fortress package. Come on, Jay. You're not getting that. You're not okay. kidding. Okay, let, let's move on. Let's move on, partner. Move on. Okay, so let's get to our guest. That's why everybody's here. Thanks for the turnout. Um, Brian was kind enough to come on, being subjected to this. Uh, we talked a little bit of, about him off the top. Let, let's bring him on. So, uh, well, let's just do it. There he is. Oh, there he is. Brian, how are you? Hello. Oh what wow! Do you do? He's a scarf lord too, Jay. Can you imagine that? So what? Are, what are your messages to the guests? Yeah, we we really got to troll Jay. <laughs> Let's put uh, a scarf and we'll wear silly hats. And... No, in fact, usually it's the other way around. Most of the guests say, "Is it cool if we wear a scarf and, and kind of be a part of what you guys are doing?" Because the <laughs> scarves look like the coolest thing ever because hey. it's so high fashion, haute couture. As yeah, said, I'm a trendsetter. What can I say, man? What do you want? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Was there a scarf thing going? Because I just happened to be wearing this. I just <laughs> it's a, for my own comfort and fashion. <laughs> you have to no, wear hey, a I get scarf indoors, Brian. I mean, that's you just got to do it, right? When you're in yeah, the house yeah. by yourself, walking around, scarf too. Why not? Ironically, I Jay and I live in Canada, and when he goes outside, even though there's like four feet of snow right now, he takes the scarf off and leaves yeah, it at the door. I do. It's a, he's got an inside scarf. Maybe he has an outside scarf. I don't know, but it's mainly an inside scarf, from what I understand. This is just what I, you know, wake up to. I just put this on. So <laughs> I get where you're coming from. What does this have to do uh, with toys? <laughs> everything, Jay. It's all about the accessories with toys, right? That's where the real value comes from. People, yes. they can get us anywhere. Accessorizing. This is the value. Uh, okay. Well, you guys look fantastic. So keep it up. There you go, Brian. Yeah, why don't you do everybody? With that, I'm going to take this off. Oh, okay. Well, that's I gotta, fine. I gotta, now, you were complete. Now you're um, not complete. 
I'm representing the the finest here with my with my T-shirt, the uh, the cosplay group, the GI Joe cosplay group. So there we go. Got. I don't want to cover up the finest. Nice, nice, nice. Let me hide that banner since it's running over it just a little bit right now. There we go. Now we can see it a bit more. Uh, Brian, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about what you do? We mentioned that you you've got this daunting task of reviewing all the a real American hero stuff on your YouTube channel. Give us, give everybody that's watching a little bit of a rundown. How long have you been doing this? What is your, you know, your approach to doing videos? Jay and I know it's pretty in depth, but I want to hear it in your own words so that our audience can kind of better understand who you are and what you're trying to achieve. Alrighty. Uh, well, I've been reviewing GI Joe toys on YouTube for um, almost seven years. It'll be seven years in uh, April. Um, and I've been collecting a little bit uh, longer than that, but um, I, I uh, the approach that I take to um, reviewing is I, I want to be thorough. I want to place the toys into their context, both their you know their like a real world context as as well as the context of where they fit in with the the whole uh, toy line. Um, you know, kind of uh, cross reference. You know how different uh, toys are related. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of give an assessment. Um, I try to always be fair. I don't love everything. You know, I, am honest when I, uh, dislike something. Uh, but I feel most of the time, uh, there's something that positive that can be said about almost everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I want, uh, my reviews to be thorough enough that, um, if you're thinking about going out and getting the toy that you will have enough information to decide if that's what you want or if that's what you don't want. Um, and um, I, I like the idea of having um, a video review um, feel like you've had a chance to pick up the toy yourself, to look at it from all angles, uh, almost as if you can hold it in your hand um, and kind of... Uh, uh, get a real feel for it, uh, which is something that uh, you can't really necessarily do in other uh, formats. So uh, that's one of the reasons I think video is uh, is so great for toy reviewing. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to do all of vintage G.I. Joe, and by vintage I mean 1982 to 1994. Um, that's a daunting task. It's a bigger task than it uh, than I thought it would be when I started. Um, but I actually chose that limit um, as a way of, of keeping the collection from uh, growing larger than I wanted. That was, that was actually my attempt to, to limit the scale of my collection rather than just get everything from every era. Um, but uh, just, just the U.S. releases of uh, 1982 to 1994... Um, that's quite a lot of stuff and I'm still working on it, but, um, that's the project and someday, someday the project will be complete. Is it really going to be complete though? Does it ever actually end? We talked to Carson from 3djoes.com and he's finding new holes and, and alleys to go down so that it doesn't actually end. So are you telling me that your drive, your quest will actually come to an end? I, I think it will. Um, I, I'm sticking with a, a, a limited um, scope. So once that's complete, my plan is to 
Well, I, I, I wouldn't rule rule out maybe looking at some other aspect of GI Joe since you know that you know I'm I'm the fan and and I um they're they're you know focusing so much on video reviews sometimes I have to pass up things like like cosplay and things like that uh, things that I might enjoy doing so um, I'll probably explore some other ways of being a fan other than uh, just making uh, video reviews uh, but um, I've uh, I have a plan for a bookend. Um, I started my video reviews uh, reviewing um, Breaker, 1982 Straight Arm Breaker, which was my first ever G.I. Joe action figure when I was a kid. And I want to finish, um, have the final video review being... Um, uh, 1989 Rock and Roll version 2 because that was the last G.I. Joe figure that I bought as, as a kid, you know, with the intention of opening it and having fun with it. Um, so those are my bookends. Uh, there's a lot in between there. So uh, even though it is a limited scope, we're talking about years and years and years and years and years uh, of, of content still uh, left to go. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to pick one line to go complete on, at least you've you've got a really big line. It's not like you're doing Dick Tracy or Captain Power where you'd be done after a yeah. week or so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's 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 daunting. It's it's one of the reasons I never started, you know, anything like a review channel or a blog or figure photography of any line. It just it, it is so overwhelming to me. And so when Jay was basically saying you know i really want to get into doing some some figure stuff in the community i think i'm going to start doing my own reviews i'm like brother you're nuts have, <laughs> have you seen the kind of tasks that you're up against and he said well you know there's this guy i found hooded cobra commander and i just he just really speaks to me jay why don't you chime in and, and talk about that process and why well, is like you know <laughs> i've talked brian zero off a lot and praised him a lot in messenger and i'm surprised he hasn't blocked me no. um the first uh, review I stumbled across was uh, your Cobra Commander one. And you were kind of just reviewing all the different Cobra Commanders. And I just loved how you took your time and you really researched. And, you know, you talked about Larry Hom on the Sumbo cartoon. You just kind of, it kind of encompassed everything. Um, the f my favorite video that you have, actually, is the one you did. I don't know how many years ago it was, Brian, but it was... Uh, you're behind the scenes, how you showed us, the viewer, how you actually created the videos. It's like an hour. It's over an hour long. Yeah. Um, that one is fantastic because I've been doing YouTube only for less than a year now. And uh, so it was really cool to sit there and just watch your process. And it's like, wow, he, he screws up a lot too on his script, you know, and he yeah. has to like edit a ton of stuff as well. Because you know you're your own worst enemy when you're in front of the camera at, with action figure adventure. I'm my own worst enemy as well as doing the YouTube stuff. It's like that. Does that sound dumb? Does my voice really sound like that? And <laughs> you got to go back and do it. So that's one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just you're a huge inspiration. Like I've said, you're by far my favorite Thank YouTuber. You. So it's uh, it's really wicked. You're here. We finally get to talk in person as much as we can. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, excited to be here. Well, I mean, it's a shame because, as you know, Brian, we were slated to meet up with you at Joe Fest in June yeah. last year so we could yeah. film with you for Action Figure Adventure. Yeah. Uh, it was cool that Joe Fest finally got to go ahead in September, but it was pretty hard for us in Canada to get across the border and travel. Yeah. And um, 
you know, so we're hoping for season two and we hope we can yeah. rectify that and make Joe fest. It's in June this year again. Right. So the, the, our vaccine rollout is, is super slow, uh, which means our border openings and all that stuff is going to be up in the air. So we're crossing our fingers that we can make it Joe fest. If it's not Joe fest this year, certainly the year after, but that doesn't mean we won't be able to cross paths and, and try to interview at you at some point. Um, Absolutely. There's just so, yeah. so many people we, we want to get to. Yeah, I would. I'd love to meet you guys in person. Um, uh, that jo I, it would have been cool to meet you at that Joe Fest. Um, uh, what what two years ago now? Uh, but it, it was that was a great time. You guys would have loved it. Um, but um, because of the virus, I ended up not going to the 2019. Uh, I'm sorry, the the 2020 Joe Fest. Um, but uh, yes, they have it uh, coming up in in June. I am also crossing my fingers that we're able to roll out some vac vaccines and that it'll be safe to go. So I'm really hopeful. Um, I it's so much fun. Uh, it's really awesome to um, see people like like Carson from 3D Joe's and uh, all the people that, that used to show up at JoeCon. Um, and uh, it's it's just a a great time, uh, and I miss it. And I want us to get past this pandemic, please, uh, so we can actually see each other again. Yeah, I, I oh. can speak to that. I mean, Rob and I make a career out of road traveling movies and shows, right? So this is what we do. And so for us, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, for me, and the, the toy aspect, thank God I'm doing YouTube because I would be going crazy right now. Like, it's just, yeah, we're all ready for it to end, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to steer us back on track with the with these questions that I came up with ahead of time. Uh, Brian, how have things changed, man, as a collector from what you've seen? Like, where, where did it start from when you really started identifying as a collector? And what are the trends that you've noticed uh, recently or, or, or over that time that's made it not hard or, or, or easy, but just interesting? Like, what are the things that you, you think about when it comes to collecting? And, oh, it used to be like this, and now it's like that. Yeah, um, I, I I'm I guess I'm a relatively new collector uh, in in the grand scheme because I started in earnest in about 2014, um, and it was in response to a lot of crazy stuff that was going on in my life, and uh, uh, I really needed some kind of uh, outlet, something to kind of make me feel better when life was going pretty bad. Um, uh, and then it kind of spun off into this uh, this grand endeavor. But collecting, I mean, one thing I've noticed is the prices have changed. Um, I, uh, uh, I, I it's become harder to find things that I don't already have. Uh, that has become a challenge. I, I hit all of the local shops. I try to support uh, the local toy ven uh, vendors. Um, uh, but it's getting harder and harder to find things that I don't already have. Um, uh, my goal is to get uh, all uh, U.S. or, in some instances, Canadian releases of um, the Real American Hero line. Um, and I'd say I'm about uh, two-thirds of the way through with that. Uh, but that last third is the hardest um, because it's all this crazy, you know, rare stuff that's the, the hardest to find. Uh, and occasionally I get lucky. Um, but uh, but that, I think that's what I've noticed is that I've, my collection has reached a point where 
finding things to fill the gaps has become much, much harder. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge, but, um, it's, it's okay. It, it kind of, it, 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 uh, gives me an excuse to go treasure hunting. Um, it gives me an excuse to, you know, try to make some connections with toy vendors and, you know, uh, speak with some like-minded people. Uh, so, um, uh, so it, it's still fun. Um, but, uh, it's, but it has become quite a bit more expensive in the last couple of years. Prices does the expense does the expense take the fun out of it? Do you find? Um, so sometimes um, depend. It depends on what it is because uh, since I've uh, am insane and I decided to be a completist, um, occasionally I have to find myself uh, paying a premium for something that I don't love. You know, something that I, I need in order to fill the gap. But, um, uh, but it's not, it's like, it's, this is not, we're, we're not talking about snake eyes here, right? We're, we're not, we're not talking about something awesome like the killer whale, you know, we're, we're, to, we're talking about some ninja force vehicle that nobody cares about. And, and ninja. Isn't it stupid? Yeah, I, I loved your, uh, <laughs> your review on carcass and Lobotomax. I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard you so sarcastic. You were just <laughs> You love to hate doing that review. I can tell we're both of those reviews, man. But those guys are ridiculously priced, and I don't yeah, think they I've are. Ever, I don't think I've ever seen the the Star Brigade villains out there in the wild. No. They are hard to find, and they are ridiculous. Um, uh, I, I still am trying to track down Predacon, the the third yeah. of the the aliens, but um. The yeah, it, the the toys may not be great. Um, they may not be very easy or fun to play with. But you know, it it gives it. it, it I think it makes for fun videos. I, I can I can joke around a little bit about them, and I can have a good time. And the uh, the one that I did for Carcass, it gave me an opportunity to uh, do a collaboration um, with uh, Captain Foley from Trek Yards, and I love doing collaborations. So yeah, uh, sometimes. Uh, a not so good toy is an excuse to do something else uh, just kind of fun. Yeah, I always like to say it's the oddballs that you can have the most fun with because everybody loves, you know, Duke or Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. And it's like, oh, look, it's Cobra Commander or Storm Shadow. It's like, oh, yeah, I love it. That was my childhood toy. And then what? It's like, but look at a terrible figure and like you can talk about how it's terrible uh -huh. any which way including things that may surprise you in the moment like i love the ninja force stuff i love tiger force like that's kind of when i had any kind of joes i missed like everything other than serpentor and the night raven all through the 80s so when i was like 10 or 11 or so that's when i started saying i want to have that joe or i want to have that joe and it was all the neon pinks and orange and all that crap that <laughs> most purists like just detest but now looking back on it, I think that's such an interesting, you know, sh shoot that G.I. Joe went down because like you said in, in one of your videos, you know, TMNT is really big at the time. Those colors are like just popular across tons of action figure lines. So it's it's crazy to see how the culture kind of seeps into every different line in one way or another. And not even G.I. Joe, the staunch brand that, you know, is all about American patriotism, red, white and blue. They can't even avoid the pinks yeah. and greens and oranges and all that stuff. It, it's it's fascinating to me. 
Yeah, and these these toys were created uh, to be sold at mass market under the, under the market conditions at the time, and you know that's it's a fair thing to keep in mind. And and I I do try uh, to remember like the cultural context for some of these things. Um, and uh, I, I you know I've been to panels at shows where some of the the uh, the creators and the executives at Hasbro have talked about it a little bit, and you know they you know, been frank about, you know, they're, they were competing uh, against, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. And they, um, that's what they had in mind. Um, I've also had to, um, evolve a little bit because, um, I, I'm very much an eighties GI Joe fan, uh, and, and always will be, that's just my era, but I've had to, uh, I've learned and had to accept the fact that, um, there are people who are into G.I. Joe and, uh, and love G.I. Joe for the very things that turn me off. Uh, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, everybody comes, to, uh, comes from where they are. Um, so I, I do try to make an effort, even when I've got a, a toy that I think is a real stinker. Um, I, try to, I, I try to figure out what it is that some person might like about it. I mean, there, there ought to be something uh, positive that I can say, um, even about uh, toys that really uh, may turn me off personally. I mean, it, like, like you said, a lot of the worst toys are the ones that are rare and they fill a spot. So that's at least one positive thing you can say. I've got another rare piece. I filled another spot. Yeah, this is horrible, but at least that's you get the, the a bit of a good feeling with that. It's a good and bad thing. And I mean, turtle collectors know all about that. He-Man collectors know about it. I don't think there's any line that somebody's trying to be a completionist about that doesn't get that. Like, there's no line that has like you know grade A figures all the way through. Jay, would you agree? Uh, Joe, Joe was pretty good up until and Brian. I think we're pretty close to the same age. I think we stopped collecting. I think, remember one of your videos you said. When did you stop? Like 88, 89? Rock, yeah, rock, um, rock and Roll uh, I, 2, right? Yeah, I was yeah. I was actively collecting in 88 and I had kind of tapered off and but um I happened to run across like that that rock and roll version two figure in 1989 and uh, I picked that up as my final final figure. So uh, but 88 was really the last year I was truly actively collecting back then. Yeah, so I would I liked the 86, 87 stuff. I like Crockmaster. I like Big Boa. I know a lot of uh, Joe fans don't. I liked that kind of super villain kind of route they were going. Um, and then I stopped, right? Because, you know, you discovered girls and comic books and things like that, and you kind of move on. So getting back into Joe's in, like, 2000, 2001, I rediscovered all these 90s ones. I was like, wow, like, I don't remember any of this stuff. Uh, Brian, do you remember the exact moment that you stopped actually playing with toys? This is something Rob and I talk about all the time because we both remember the exact moment where we picked up a figure and it was like, this doesn't really feel right anymore. Do you remember that moment for yourself? Um, I'm not sure I can pinpoint the exact moment um, because it's a little bit fuzzy because um, the last year or so that we were uh, collecting G.I. Joe, we were doing a lot of customizing. Um, so we, we were breaking the figures apart and we were applying modeling paint to them and, uh, reassembling them in, uh, whatever configuration. Um, so customizing kept 
uh, me and my friend, and when I say us, I mean my me, my brother, and and a couple of our friends, kept kept us buying GI Joe for about a year, uh, maybe longer than we otherwise would have. Um, but it's hard to call that like really playing with the toys. We were we were cr being creative, but um, but because of that, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of fuzzy as as to when um i decided you know that's it it's time to walk away from it um but i know that by by 1989 um i just i just thought it was uh kind of cool that they came out with a new version of rock and roll i remember liking that figure back in 1982 so i picked one up and that was that was it. I mean, I got it. And in fact, you might even say that's the first figure that I got for nostalgic reasons. Um, right. But by then, by then we weren't really playing with them. We were, we were moved on to other things. Well, I, yeah. I always like to say play evolves, right? So even now as adult collectors, when we put them on the shelf we're we're posing them a certain way so that's kind of our play when we're looking at the figure or setting up that diorama display that's play customizing i would say is certainly yeah. play because you're trying to elicit an emotional reaction to your interaction with that figure you know it, yeah, yeah i remember i, I remember totally not not playing with them rob remember we, we weren't playing but we would still you know when we went into walmart we would still sneak into the toy aisle i remember when i was like 17 looking at the toys and looking around to make sure no one was looking at a 17 year old looking at the action <laughs> figures. I don't think there was ever a time when I, when I went into a store with a toy, toy aisle that I never went to the toy aisle. I, I can never yeah. remember trying to avoid it. Like if I was in a store, a Walmart, a grocery store that had a small section, a, a drug store, even like a pharmacy where they had those weird, like, you know, dollar store type toys, there'd always be the weird Batman knockoff line or, or something. I, I would still go and check it out. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but I was just, I've always been drawn to the toy aisle and it's never been like, oh, well, you know, I'm too old for that. Or I'm into girls now, so I won't look at these action figures. I'll yeah. look at the action figures. I might just not, you know, tell those girls that I'm trying to pursue. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian, when did YouTube really come on your radar for a thing for toys? And what has that journey been like? Because YouTube is something that has always perplexed me. I, I commend you for sticking to it. I commend Jay for, you know, starting down that path almost a year ago now. I can't wrap my head around how to do it. I don't know anything about it. I, I make films and documentaries and TV series and that I understand. But YouTube is this whole other creature. It, again, daunting and overwhelming is the word I will use to describe what I think is going on over there. So take us down the YouTube journey that, that you've experienced so far. Well, YouTube is the Wild West. Um, I, uh, I I had done YouTube uh, as just um, a side thing for uh, a long time, well before I started um, reviewing toys. Um, and uh, in undergrad, I was a political science major, and so I had a YouTube channel where I talked about political science and, and things like that. Uh, it was never very popular, but I enjoyed doing it. Um, back at, at that time, YouTube was, was still YouTube. It was, it was about people, you know, getting in front of a, a, a webcam or something and uh, just recording whatever they wanted to say. Um, 
it's it, it was uh, before these shows that have great production value and all of that. It was just it was YouTube. Um, uh, so that was my experience with it. Um, uh, but I had been away from it for a while cause I had, uh, I had, was in law school. Um, then, uh, like I said, uh, things, uh, in life were not easy. Uh, I was struggling with a few things and, um, I decided to check YouTube and to see if anybody was talking about GI Joe. Um, because I was just looking for a little bit of an escape and looking for something to, um, to think about other than my miserable life. Um, uh, and I, that's when I ran across a YouTube channel called form BX two five seven. Um, a guy named Kevin who, uh, reviews GI Joe toys. And, um, I just, I watched all of his videos. Uh, I, <laughs> pretty much nonstop. Um, and that that's what really got me inspired to to try the YouTube to get back to YouTube, but to talk about toys and to talk about GI Joe uh, and to kind of really get into it. Um, so um, yeah, I, I tried to put my own spin on it. Uh, I tried to put my own personality into it. Um, so I'm trying not to copy what other people are doing, uh, but. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of a return to YouTube for me, um, but this has ended up being a lot more successful than anything. Uh, it turns out people have more fun watching uh, videos about uh, a guy talking about toys than a guy talking about a, a political science text. Um, <laughs> people seem to find that boring. It turns out. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and, I, and this I just, is the humor I'm talking about. So yeah. at the top of the show, I talked about like your <laughs> style, and it's that dry tongue in cheek, almost British dry wit that you infuse all the time. You'll be giving us a ton of information about articulation or comparing different versions of figures and how part of the leg looks like this, and then you'll like throw a little snide comment like that, and they're not that it matters because this figure's crap anyways. <laughs> and then you'll just motor on to the next thing, without paying it any mind. And, and I love it; it's brilliant. And it keeps you so engaged with everything you do. Well, thank you. Uh, and it's just one of the great things about YouTube is it's my show. And uh, if I come up with an idea for something, nobody can nobody can stop me. Nobody can tell me no, even though sometimes maybe somebody should. Um, but if any, any ideas that come into my head, they, they can make it to the screen. Um, so, uh, yeah, ho hopefully some of it is entertaining and funny, but I, I can't predict that when I'm actually making the videos, it's just, you know, brain to, to the camera. Well, I love some, I mean, you obviously reviews are the biggest thing that you do on your channel, but I love some of the other hidden gems that you have on your channel too. Like you have a playlist called action figure theater. And as a filmmaker, I love that. And one of the earliest, I think, entries in that is a video with He-Man. Now, Brian, I'm a huge He-Man <laughs> fan. And I, had, I watched that video twice today because it's just awesome. Jay, it's a parody of uh, Bon Jovi's I'll Be, I'll Be There For You, but it's with He-Man. And Zartan makes a cameo. And there's a My Little Pony figure in there. I, so, you, you call wow. it right? I was I'm just gonna to say because that that one's a pretty deep cut even for me. I, that was a long time ago. I almost forgot about that one. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought I was a HCC fan, but apparently I'm not. I didn't even know about this. So, uh, well, you didn't to... go to truefan.org to, to justify all the GPS, Jay. I mean, I'm gonna have to I check that out. Seconds. Yeah, you know what? You're not a true fan. The badge is in the mail for me. I'll see I'm you guys later. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> How has YouTube changed? You mentioned it was the Wild West, and it still is. But from going from like talking to your your camera with your cell phone or whatever handy cam you got or your built-in webcam, is it still the same thing, or is it basically broadcast television now? Uh, and it's the technological arms race to produce the best kind of quality stuff. Is that it, where it's going? It, it's closer to broadcast television now than it used to be. Uh, uh, it, it's, I mean, there are a lot of channels that um, are basically, you know, TV shows, uh, fully produced uh, with, with a budget TV shows. Uh, and so just your, your regular schmo like me um, uh, has to get, uh, try to get noticed amongst all of that. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it's definitely changed and it's definitely, um, leaned more toward, uh, higher production values and, um, which is, I mean, I watch some of those shows. I can't complain. I, I it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, but I still have a nostalgia for YouTube back when it was just, a bunch of people just displaying their creativity in video form uh, and and producing just whatever it is that they can uh, that, that they can imagine. Um, and there's still some of that out there, but it does kind of get crowded out by like the, uh, the the bigger shows and the more produced shows. Right. I mean, the biggest question and problem I've ever had when it comes to YouTube, and even when Jay and I started to take this show on, was how do you have the the balance to, to maintain, you know, the regimen of putting out, uh, you know, a video a week or twice a week or whatever, you know, the, the secret is to YouTube and still maintain all the priorities you have in real life. Like that work-life balance has got to be tough. <clears throat> Uh, yes, and lately I haven't been able to uh, find that balance very well at all. Um, uh, I, I recently got a new job. That job is taking a lot of my time and energy, and I just haven't had the time and energy for uh, for making videos. Um, I, I recently put out a video, uh, but it took weeks uh, and weeks to, to get that thing ready, um, and I'm working on the next one uh and i hope it'll be done uh you know in a week's time but i i don't know so um for a long time um i i i would just make it a priority and i even when i was tired and um you know i had a lot of other things going on i would i would just make videos and i would I'd stay up late if I needed to. I'd work all weekend if I needed to uh, to get to get out a video by my self-imposed deadline. I mean, there was I was the only one imposing the deadline. Uh, you know, nobody else seemed to really necessarily care that it came out exactly at the same time every week. But to me, it was important. Um, but I reached a point where I I just can't keep up with it uh, that much. I really wish that I could. So I've had to scale back, and uh, I regret that. I, I, 
there's nothing that would make me happier than to get back to producing at the same level that uh, I was before. But, um, but yeah, I've had to scale back and real life has just uh, kind of taken over and made it a lot more difficult to keep up with pro uh, producing videos. That's just part of it though, right? I mean, that happens when it comes to collecting, you know, you can't always drop 500 or $1,000 on a figure because you got to pay bills. Yeah. I think there's an, there's an ebb and flow in that. I know Jay's experienced that. I've experienced it all the time. And, uh, you know, let me be the first to say that I don't, I don't think you should ever feel bad for that. I think you got to do what you got to do that suits you and, and keeps your bucket full, you know? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, for, for me, it's really tough, Brian, starting off because, yeah, I'm kind of the, – the golden age of YouTube is long gone, and I watch, you know, stuff like great shows like Toy Galaxy and stuff like that, and they're so produced. And and then you kind of get down on yourself. It's like, well, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do those graphic effects. And then I started reading about, uh, you know, YouTube algorithms and how um, – you have to be consistent. So like you, I, I do a self-imposed deadline where it's like, okay, every Tuesday and every Friday, I have to put one out at seven o'clock. And that's usually what I do. And there's sometimes, and you know what it's like, you, you wake up or you get up and you're like, I don't want to do this. I can't get in front of the camera and be that guy. You don't have the energy or you're, you know, whatever's happening. Um, yeah, I just find it very difficult. And for me, it's only been not, not even a year and I still have those challenges too. So Good on you for keeping it up for so long. Well, thank you, and good for you for for uh, taking on that challenge. And uh, what you will know that uh, you know most people don't is that it's it's harder than it looks. Oh yeah, um, it, it it's uh, for every minute uh that go that you see on video for every minute of video that actually makes it to the screen there's several minutes of of work that goes into it yeah. uh, plus there it, it takes time to uh kind of find your rhythm and find your voice um and kind of find your niche and um that's a challenge and a lot of people start a lot of people think that this looks fun and I'm going to start it and they end up lasting for a little while and quitting when they realize how tough it is and what a grind it can be sometimes. And uh, as you know, at the beginning, there's zero money in it. There's nothing. And even when you hit a thousand subs, it's very minimal. You have to get uh, like thousands of views to even make, you know, a little bit of change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to actually ask you about Cobra Convergence. So it's the the annual uh, celebration of Cobra that you do every summer. And I was lucky enough last year to be a part of that. Um, where did you come up with that that idea and why strictly Cobra? Well, one thing back in the olden days of YouTube that I really enjoyed was when my favorite channels did collaborations. Um uh, and I always wanted to do that. Um, and uh, in 2016, um, I, I, had, I had this idea that I wanted to do a collaboration with uh, Timmer from Half the Battle, another YouTube uh, G.I. Joe show, and FormBX257, who I mentioned earlier. I just thought it would be really cool if we did something together. And so I contacted them each independently, and they both agreed that they, they would want to, to do a collaboration. 
So we came up with the idea of like, all right, we're all we're all gonna do um, our own video on a Cobra theme. We're gonna do it on the same day, and we're gonna try to make a big deal out of it. And we needed a name for it, and so I came up with the name Cobra Convergence. I thought the name was way too long uh, and not easy to say at all, so I thought it was a terrible name. And I, we, we, we eventually we'd pick a name that that's better. Um, but everybody decided, no, that name's fine. So we we just stuck with that. Um, so um, that was like uh, I don't know if there has been a. a a big collaboration among like the GI Joe toy reviewers before, but it's the first one I was aware of. Um, and um, we, we had a lot of fun with it. It, you know, it went over pretty well. So um, each year after that, we've decided to try to uh, see what we can do to make it bigger, uh, to include more people, uh, to to make it a, a, a more prominent part of the, the community and the experience of, you know, being a G.I. Joe fan. Um, so it becomes a challenge every year to somehow make this thing bigger. Um, but um, I'm wanting it to be inclusive. You know, I want it to be something that brings the G.I. Joe fan community together Um uh, you know, just to talk about Cobra. That um, not that Cobra is necessarily a, a special thing to talk about, but it's just an excuse uh, to bring everybody together and to do something together. Um, so that's what it is. It, it's uh, it's a big collaborative thing. Um, uh, it now lasts an entire month, uh, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we we get as many people involved as we can. Uh, we try to find uh, voices in the community, uh, people who are talking about G.I. Joe, uh, people who are passionate, um, and try to bring them in and uh, try to make a thing out of it. I love it. I think it's so cool. And I mean, I, I should throw it out there. A lot of our episodes of our show, we really focus on what's going on in the toy world and, and what about this figure release or this news and stuff. You know, I, I think it's pretty obvious, but let me just say now that YouTube is such an essential part of collecting nowadays, which is why I'm spending so much time and Jay's coming up with questions about everything with YouTube and your channel, because it's a, such an inspiration to us. And I think it's one of those pillar channels. I think anybody that collects has one or two channels that they watch like hardcore, like every time there's a new video that comes out, it's like, bing, okay, my bell went off, time to go watch this. I got the email, there's another video to check out. So if you're not watching YouTube and you're listening to this on, on Apple or Spotify or you're checking out our YouTube channel right now, please go check out some of the other creators that are out there too because they're really adding, like Brian said, a, a cool voice to the discussion. I don't think it's ever enough just to have one person and, and one insight on it. It's the differences that I think make collecting fun and that's when you get to meet new people and you're like, oh, this guy you know, said this in the chat or this guy had a really interesting you know, persona or, or she had this cool collection of stuff that I didn't even know existed. So... I think it's so important to expose yourself and YouTube is free and so many people are doing stuff, you know, it's, it's just awesome. Jay, any yeah. other questions you want to throw out there? Uh, and I was just going to add to that a bit. Um, specifically the GI Joe community in general are some of the friendliest collectors that I, I've had the pleasure of dealing with. Um, you know, each uh, franchise group kind of has their own personality, but I will say that, that Joe is by far the friendliest. Um, 
just some awesome people. You know, you know, like you know, John, our buddy John, and uh, he helped me get my flag, and he was just so selfless about it. It's like you know, he just he got me the most complete one he could, and he wasn't looking to make any money off it, and just uh, it's just awesome, man. And Brian, I used your flag video by the way to put mine together. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, that video has uh, been the one I probably got the most response on because people say that, it's like, "Hey, I used your video yeah. to put the flag together." I, yeah. I I I had to break down and put the flag uh, back together several times, and I got really sick of it. So I thought, "Hey, you know, uh, it might help if if in video form you had some uh, some uh, some way to to show that exactly how to put the thing back together." So. Uh, it's uh, a cool reference. Glad that, that helped. Yeah. It's it's such a cool reference. How to videos within a lot of the stuff. I, at one point, Jay's like, maybe I should just do a bunch of like playset how tos. And then I was thinking, maybe, but I don't think the vast majority of playsets are as intricate as the flag. It's like Castle Grayskull pops together, and you're like done. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's my 30 second video. Uh, I don't know if that'll help my algorithm. I better get something else. Yeah. I I, 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 I did have a question, Brian. Um. Uh, with regards to the future of GI Joe toys, I, I I've watched a lot of your streams and stuff, but for everyone who's watching out there, I'm sure they're curious what your thoughts are on uh, the GI Joe classified series and the future of that. Well, uh, the classified series seems to be the future. Uh, that, that uh, seems to be where the focus is. Um, and I, um, I was very enthusiastic about the classified figure when it first uh, um, series. I'm sorry, when it first came out, um, I I got all of the first wave, I got all of the um, target exclusives, um, but uh, it eventually it became clear that um, most of the time when I would go out hunting for uh, classified toys. All, I would be, just be greeted with empty pegs. Um, and, and that quickly became a lot less fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, um, I've, I've got some on pre-order. I'll still pick them up from time to time. But uh, months and months of trying to find these stupid thing and finding nothing but empty pegs everywhere... It killed my enthusiasm a little bit. Now I know I know that's not the case with everyone. Uh, it's, just, it's just my personal experience, uh, but it killed my enthusiasm a little bit. But uh, given that they're continuing to put more out and they are making announcements all the time about uh, new characters, um, I think that is still going to be the wave of the future. I think that's where um, Hasbro is putting. Uh, is really investing, I guess I should say, their uh, their design and production money. I know they have this uh, retro line with Walmart. Um, it, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Retro line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th that seems to not be uh, uh, the main Good. focus. The main focus uh, is, and I think for the foreseeable future, will be on the six-inch figure line. Uh, Rob and I were talking about, you know, we both have a bunch of the classified figures. And as much as I love them, the biggest complaint is you're never going to see a Sky Striker, a Night Raven. Yeah. It would be hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And where yeah. are you going to put it, right? That's the issue yeah. is having Joes without vehicles is a real shame. 
Yeah, and that's true. And, and you may, I mean, you may get vehicles, but they're going to be like small, like motorcycles or something like that. Um, or maybe well, like never say never, right? Because I mean, Masters of the Universe Classics got Grayskull, Snake Mountain, the Wind Raider, the Battle Ram. They got mounts. You know, there there was a lot for Masters, and GI Joe yeah. has got to have at least an equal as fan base as He Man does. You would think. Maybe. I mean, I feel like the G.I. Joe fan base is, is a little on the small side. Um, but, you know, the hope would be that um, the these newer lines, the the retro or the classified, will generate some, some new interest. They've got a, a movie that's supposed to come out this year, hopefully. Um and I think they're they're hoping that that'll generate some interest. So I mean, if if uh, if that's the case, if if it turns out to really uh, go gangbusters, uh, then you might see something on the scale of a vamp or a hiss tank or something like that. But like a sky striker, that's um, that that that'll be a tough one. <laughs> that uh, that, yeah. that would be, uh, both very large and very expensive. Um, and I, I don't know if the GI Joe fan base has enough deep pockets to make that feasible. I, I don't know. I, I, I could be talking out of turn here, but, um, but e e either way, uh, I do think they're still going to focus on the six inch scale. I'm going to just segue things awkwardly. We've, we're uh, getting close to our time here. We've got some Patreon questions that have come our way, uh, Brian. So it, I'd love for you to sit in and chime in on some of these if you'd like it, if you've got time. Sure. Uh, we want to thank our Patreon backers, of course. Tim, Nathan, Kevin, Bill, Matt, Jay, Danny, Ryan, Chris, Rodney, Scott, Billy, Ben, Kyle, Nelson, and Adam. Thank you guys for your awesome support making this happen and making this all possible uh it certainly helps when we reach out to guys like brian and say hey we got people that really support us will you come on our show so <laughs> thank you guys so much for for believing in everything we do first question comes from danny danny is quite the active questionnaire he's got a, a bank of probably 25 questions now which i love it uh he says is there an action figure line guys that you really like but you think the source material is just awful or reverse that is there a property that you really thought deserved a great action figure line but what we got was awful instead. So great line, bad cartoon or movie, or great movie or cartoon, but bad toys. Jay? That's easy. We, we talk about a childhood favorite of ours all the time, which is Captain Power, and that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I love that show. As cheesy as it is now, I thought this show was great. It was dark and gritty and definitely something kids should not be watching. <laughs> uh, but the toys were brutal some of the worst figures of all time. Brian, is there is there a line that, that comes to mind where you thought, oh, these figures are, are garbage. It's a shame because that movie was good or, or that cartoon well, was not bad? Um, I, I don't know if, if you necessarily go to the movie as a source material, but I was never a fan of the uh, G.I. Joe Street Fighter II uh, figures. I always thought that Street Fighter II fans deserved better than those. Um, and... Uh, they, I mean, especially the first wave, they were basically just G.I. Joe Ninja Force figures repainted um, <laughs> and tended to look nothing like the characters from the game. Um, and I always, uh, not, not that I'm the biggest um, 
uh, Street Fighter Two fan, but I always just thought Street Fighter Two fans deserved better than that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with you there. I would agree. And with the Mortal Kombat figures that are not obviously part of Joe, but are still bad representations of their yeah. source material. I think for me, I mean, even though these are some of the iconic figures that Jay, I know you and I both love, I think Secret Wars is pretty disappointing for figures. Marvel's answer to Kenner's superpower, the Secret Wars, like yeah. almost no articulation. Like Symbiote Spidey is like all black. He almost has like no detail whatsoever. And same with Daredevil, it's like one glob of plastic. And I mean, they were the best kind of, you know, handheld figures at the time that you could play around with at that four inch scale. But still, like, you kind of want more. So it's no wonder that the superpowers kind of won out by comparison, because at least Superman could run and, you know, you know, Flash could, you know, do whatever. And Hawkman had his cool wings where Spider-Man just sat there like a mannequin in every battle. It's the worst. Insane. The worst part about those, Rob, is um, the Spider-Man figure in particular and Doctor Doom. Uh, I don't know if it was the rubbery plastic they used, but if you touched the chest of Doctor Doom or Spider-Man too much, you would rub the lines off Spider-Man, or the the Doctor Doom chest would fade. Uh, Iron Man's yeah. hearts would fade too, and the superpowers weren't like that. Plus, the superpowers were so bright and vibrant, and they just yeah. popped every one of them. Even if you didn't like Doctor Fate, he was still just wicked to look at. You know, I agree with yeah. you. There. That superpower line is like the antithesis of every DC movie that's out now where it's all like muddied, like grimy, like through like like a filter that's been thrown in like, I don't know, a pile of dirt. Those characters are so bright and comic booky compared to the yeah. characters we have now. It would be nice to see a, re a revisit of that. And I guess we got some DC Universe uh, classics not long ago from Horseman and Mattel, but still. Um, yeah, those, those Marvel Secret Wars figures. They're cool, but not fun to play with when they could be our next question comes from bill he says hey rob hope you all are doing well in 2021 i had a question for the pod if you thought it might be an interesting topic to discuss well clearly i do bill which is why i'm reading it uh, i'm a classic rock dj and like to look at things from a music angle even when it comes to toys and games do you guys have a favorite toy line cartoon theme song some of those mid-80s classics like silverhawks and jace were pretty epic thought it might be a fun discussion or maybe a sing-off between you guys. All the best. Love what you do. Oh, we're not singing off tonight. We need some beers for that, for sure. <laughs> we're so, not doing uh, that. Which, to which tune are you going to do for cartoon karaoke? I'm not singing anything. My favorite 1980s cartoon theme song is the Mask theme song. Hands down. Hands down. I love it. I love the, the slow build-up. And then it just goes into like rock and cheesiness, man. The mask song is my favorite. I'm surprised you're saying this because what I'm actually going to suggest, I thought 100% was going to be yours. And that's the theme from the G.I. Joe movie. That opening track is so epic. It's cool. It, it, it's like, it's, it's cool. full on, man. And like, I also, I also like, I also like Lion's theme for Transformers, the movie too, but that, that's pretty rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are pretty rocking covers. I'm going thing. with mask. Brian, what about you? What do you say? All right. Well, you already stole my ideas. Um, so uh, uh, the only other theme, theme song that, but it didn't have a toy line. I keep thinking of Pole Position, the that eighties. Uh, uh, oh yeah, cartoon, which had an awesome theme song, but I, I don't think they ever had any toys for it, so that doesn't count. Um, so uh, we can give you a pass since we looked at your notes and, and stole your your answers. My other yeah. quote would have been for. Uh, the the turtles theme song from the 80s that's it's a pretty 
like high energy track and cut to that anime style <laughs> was really cool. I thought. So, yeah. so Brian, you can take my my GI Joe movie answer. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll <laughs> I, I I take your answer. Your answer is okay, mine. I'll, I'll, I'll re-edit this, and nobody will know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the time to do that. Nobody will know. It'll be fine. Perfect. Uh, it's uh, time for Action Figure Spotlight, Brian. I never told you about this, but if you've got a figure that you'd like to discuss or kind of showcase a little bit of show and tell, we kind of end the show every time with that. Jay, do you have a figure ready? Uh, I prepped Brian for that, so I think he's got something. I, I let him know. Oh, you're having that. cheater conversations, huh? I get it. Yeah, okay. yes. Um, so I was going to bring Brian in your honor. I didn't, but I was going to bring Stalker because I know he's one of your favorite from the uh, G.I. Joe 26 uh, comic 26 pack. I didn't bring him, though. I thought I would switch it up a bit. And uh, Rob's going to love this one here. So I found this guy, actually. Ah, oh, wicked. So this is the uh, Masters of the Universe Origins She-Ra. And She-Ra is my favorite character in the He-Man line. And I can't believe I actually found her. And Rob's going to say, well, why don't you open her? Well, I'm not opening She-Ra. But we can look at her through the bubble. Okay. Okay, okay. You're you arguing, through the not opening. Yeah, look you're at her. She's so opening. awesome. <laughs> you said you were not going to open the classics one in Swiftwind in the door because you spent so much dollars on it. That was hey. 15 bucks. You're going to find another one. If I'm not going to open it. Are you gonna I, open? I, I have a nice carded Shira collection, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. That's it. Whoopsie do. That's the end of it. Whoopsie do. Brian, I'll let you go next. What you got? Okay. Uh, let's see that. What's the dolly you've got that you pulled from your shelf? Okay, so 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 you like Ninja Force, do you? <laughs> I um, do. Uh, allow me to introduce you to oh, uh, yeah. the Ninja Force Red Ninja. This is my favorite. Uh, the the Red Ninja. <laughs> That's what he's called. It says so on the file card. Um, this extremely red ninja, yeah, uh, is uh, he's got many colors, including kind of an orangey pink color and a and a blue and some black. So he's got lots of colors. I can't think of any colors that he doesn't have. Um, right. So that, that's my show and tell. Time is um, is is this is your Ninja Force 1993 red? I say red. Ninja. Maybe that's just like a clever name, you know, when they call big guys tiny and he's like <laughs> ninja because he's like not like that. You know, it would have been a no-brainer just to do version one of Storm Shadow and make him red. And it would have looked exactly like Red Ninja. Yes. Or just they like, used, they used dice for some reason. Like <laughs> I, I don't understand why. Jay, since the boiler room has gone behind me, which I'm surprised you haven't you didn't remark at the intro, but Freddie's boiler room has disappeared. Uh, my pile has kind of shrunk that I have over here. Okay. So I only got two figures over here, so you got to pick one or two. Let's go with number two. Number two. All right. So this is a San Diego Comic Con international exclusive because I'm a big exclusive hero, and this is from the 2002 uh, Masters of the Universe line, and this is Keldor. So release Keldor uh, for the line before. I'm trying to get that glare right. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, and so this was the Comic-Con exclusive. What's really cool about him is he comes with the vial of acid over here in his hand and the alternate head. So there's the Skeletor head there. And then over here, you have like a half fire head um, kind of getting burned and whatnot. But this is the first Keldor figure that they ever released. 
Um, everybody that's listening, if you don't know, Keldor is uh, who Skeletor was before he was Skeletor. So you can kind of see that change. And you can see how the Classics figure took inspiration from it, obviously, as well. Uh, but this was a figure that when I first saw, I was like, oh, man, how come this cannot be a retail? How come I'm going to, I mean, ugh, I didn't even want to venture on eBay, but I got lucky on a claim sale on uh, Facebook that I was able to get this. So Havoc Staff, his double sword that falls apart or comes apart into the vial. Cool figure. Again, all those 2002 He-Man uh, exclusive characters are awesome. She-Ra, Faker, Keldor, just, just good, good, good stuff. And what's fantastic is the very first episode of that is the the origin of Skeletor. You see how he becomes, how he fights King Randor. It's just that show. I can't say enough about the 2002 Masters of the Universe cartoon. is so awesome. So yeah. good for you, man. That's a good score. Thank you. Uh, that'll do it for another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Uh, Brian, let everybody know where we can find you on the social medias in the interweb. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Just search for Hooded Cobra Commander 788 or HCC 788. You can find me that way. I'm uh, also on Facebook under Hooded Cobra Commander 788. And I'm on the Twitter uh, under HCC 788. Uh, so find me any of those places. And um, if you're so inclined, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Jay, where can we find you? Uh, again, it's real simple. I'm just Jay Bartlett, plain old Jay Bartlett on all social media platforms and uh, YouTube. There are two Jay Bartlett's. One is an exorcist. That is not me, and that joke never gets old. But they're for real. Brian is an exorcist named Jay Bartlett, too. And he's far more popular than I am, so I'm a little bit jealous. But that's where you can and find I had me. Enjoyed, and I had the choice between watching one of your vids this week and watching one of the exorcist vids because I got notified for both because I subscribed to him. <laughs> not not give him the count but i'm always interested to see what he's going to put out i mean yeah. do you not want to subscribe to an exorcist to see like what the next video is i feel like i'm betraying myself if i do that so i can't i can't i'm telling you when when we get up to i don't know let's call it a thousand subs or something like that or, or more patreon backers we'll set a goal we're gonna have him on and there's another rob mccallum too He's a storyboard <laughs> artist in Toronto, and people always email us thinking we're the other person. So we're going to have a doppelganger episode at some point. Hey, that's where we're going. Let's do it. I'm up for it. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Again, if you're listening on the audio side, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, drop us a review. Tell your friends. Let us know how we're doing. If you're on YouTube, click subscribe. Give us a like. Give me that thumbs up. I want to thank our guest, uh, Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming out to do this. A lot of fun. As we say at the end of every episode, for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves, take care of yourselves and each other.